Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Another day, another week, another podcast episode from me to you. My name is Ava. If you're new here, welcome to the On My Mind podcast. I hope you're having a good day or a good week whenever you're listening to this. I have had a really good week so far. I am going on a trip today, the day that I'm recording this, Monday. I'm leaving to Michigan first to hang out with Hannah, one of my best friends who we're in kind of like a long distance friendship kind of thing right now because sometimes she'll spend time here but right now she's at home so I'm going up to Michigan to visit her which I'm really excited about and I'm so excited to see her I haven't seen her in quite a few months and also to just go to Michigan Michigan I feel like it's very underrated it's a place that I wouldn't have really thought to visit or planned to visit had it not been for her living there and so my friendship with her is what brought me there in the first place a few years ago I went for the first time and I was just in awe at how much natural beauty there is there I think it's a really beautiful state she lives in Grand Rapids Grand Rapids I love it. I love it there so much. I try to go like once a year in the summer or autumn to hang out with her and just visit. And it's so fun right now. Obviously, it's autumn. And so I'm very excited because if you don't know, I live in Hawaii and so on Oahu specifically. So we don't really get seasons here. It's kind of like an endless summer. I mean, there's like a wet season and a dry season and that's pretty much the extent of it. She's texting me right now. I wonder if she knows that I'm talking about her. <laughs> She's so cute. She's picking up something that I needed for my Halloween costume because I didn't have time to do it today because I leave on a flight very shortly. But anyway, as I was saying, I'm very excited to see the fall leaves turning, get to that crisp weather. I'm so excited. I finally get to wear sweaters, which is a silly thing to be excited about, but I'll buy warmer clothes and I don't really get to wear them until I travel. So I'm very excited, put on some cute fall outfits, hang out, you know, just enjoy the season, which I usually obviously because of where I live, I'm not a huge fall girly, like because I don't really feel it. Specifically, I haven't always been a huge Halloween person. Growing up, I obviously used to love going trick-or-treating and stuff when I was little, but more so in high school, I lost all love for Halloween just because I never really had plans and like I never really did anything. And so, I don't know, it's always a holiday that stressed me out, which is, I don't know, I think it's just because I was yeah, just had nothing really planned, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I think because of that, I didn't really find joy in the season. I also think that in the household I grew up in, my parents, we were always very big, like Christmas season people. We would always do the most decorating. And my mom would definitely, my mom was a legend. She would decorate for Easter. She would do fall decorations, but we just never were huge Halloween people. And so this year specifically, I feel very much so in the spooky season. Uh, I feel very festive because Micah grew up, his family loved Halloween. They would set up like a DIY haunted house at their house for people to go to and they trick or treat. So he obviously brought that energy now that we live together. We decorated the whole apartment, carved pumpkins, did the whole nine yards, painted pumpkins. We have spooky decorations everywhere. And so I feel like him loving it has made me grow an appreciation towards it. So 
yeah, I'm very excited. And then after Michigan, we're heading to Charleston, which is where Ellie lives, one of our other best friends. And we're celebrating, I was about to say her 29th. Her birthday's on the 29th. Her 29th birthday. No, um, that's crazy. She's turning 22. So we're celebrating her birthday there which with a ton of friends. We have a very nice Airbnb to fit all of us. And we have some festivities planned. So that's what Hello Weekend will be looking like for me. So I'm very excited. I've never been to South Carolina Never been to Charleston, obviously, because that's where it is, but I've heard amazing things. It looks so beautiful, so I'm excited to see a new state. I haven't explored that area too much. I went to North Carolina last year for the first time, and it was absolutely beautiful, so I'm very excited. I haven't traveled in a few months, which doesn't sound like a super long time, but usually I was traveling like every other month. I mean, honestly, just specifically this year, I went on quite a few trips. Most of them were for work reasons. Australia was for shooting the bikini collection. I did a super cool campaign shoot with Charlotte Tilbury in London this summer and then a Hollister shoot in Quebec. So I was just traveling a lot, which I'm so grateful for. That's one of my favorite things about this job is that I get to have these super cool opportunities. But I'm also just naturally someone who likes to be at home. Like I love traveling, but I'm not like a I need to travel every month kind of person. That typically stresses me out. So after that whole like, I don't know, just season of traveling and also Hawaii is just so far from everything. So to go to these places that were across literally the entire world, uh, it was just a lot. And yeah, I've been really enjoying home life. I love simplicity. I value simplicity a lot in my life. And so I was super happy not like just being here for a bit. But now we're getting back, getting back to it. I think I have like a 12-hour travel day ahead of me, which, you know what? It's fine. I have a good book. Oh, update. I'm currently reading the Akatar series. I just started it. It is definitely one of the most hype books I've ever heard of, especially in the fantasy realm. And I've never writ- written, I've never written anything besides a couple uh, mediocre essays. Well, I don't know. <laughs> um, I've never read any fantasy books and I love fantasy shows and movies and so I'm dipping my toes in that which I'm very excited about. I'm like 17 chapters in right now. I'm on the first book. I think there's four or five and I will say the first few chapters it's hard to kind of get yourself into this new world that the author is creating just because with regular books it exists in this world even though it's fictional like There's no fantasy elements where you're thinking about things that don't exist and literally they're just creating a whole new world with their words. So it was kind of hard to kind of grasp where I was and kind of get my bearings for what this book was about because it's so different from anything I've ever read before, but I'm really enjoying it now and I'm super excited. I'm excited to read. I'm bringing the second book with me too because I have no doubt that I will like finish the first book on the plane. I've heard the second book is even better, so I'm very excited to be reading it. I'm excited to be opening up my horizons with what kinds of genres of books I'm reading because I'm very typically just like a mystery thriller or romance. And so to get into fantasy, I'm actually very excited about. And so a lot of you, I've never gotten so many DMs in my life. When I posted that I was reading this book, I got so many DMs from all of you saying that it's one of the best books you've ever read and just a lot of hype. So I trust y'all and I'm very excited to continue reading that. I'm going to Definitely get some reading done. Ooh, I just got a notification from United saying, we're ready for you. Are you going to check in soon? Oh my gosh. Um, I have to leave like Loki in 45 minutes, but priorities. I needed to talk to you. So thus here I am. Will I miss my flight? Probably not because that's my worst fear. 
but I might be cutting it a little close. However, I'm here with you chatting. So what more can I ask for? That did just make me a little um, frantic and stressed, but we're fine on time. There's no rush. I need to take a breath. But other than that, other things going on. Oh, I announced that my sister is having her first baby. My sister's pregnant, which is so wild to me that my sister's at the age at the age where she's starting her own family, which I'm so excited about. She currently lives in New York. We did a podcast episode really early in my podcasting career <laughs> or like lifetime. And so if you want to scroll back down through the episodes and listen to the podcast that I did with her, it's really good. We talked about her moving to New York at a young age and her journey with an eating disorder and being in the business that she's in. It was a really good conversation. So if you listen to that, you're familiar with who my sister is. But right now she lives in New York City. She's lived there for eight years. And in January, she's moving home with her husband to have this baby and start building a life here. So I'm so excited to have my sister back. I forget what it's even like to have her live here because it's been so long. And so that'll just be so nice. It'll be so crazy to have a nephew or a niece. Like that is so wild to me because we don't really have any young children in our family. So this is kind of the first one, which is just so exciting. I'm excited to be an aunt and yeah, I'm just so stoked. So I finally got to announce that because I was just waiting for the go ahead from her. But yeah, my sister's having a kid. So the family is expanding and I'm so excited for her. To get into today's episode, I wanted to talk about the things that I do to feel my best. Some of them are more obvious. Others are just really minuscule, like minute things that I was thinking about, things that I do to feel my best, feel good. And I wanted to share them with you to maybe inspire you to try something, these things out to also feel your best. And I don't know, just share some of my thoughts on this and share some of the things that I enjoy doing that I feel like really make a difference in my life. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. I obviously like no shit. I love to feel good. I like to feel happy to feel fulfilled. I like feeling healthy and strong and just happy. like no kidding. Everyone wants that. And so there's these little things that I don't know. I came up with a little list here. I'm sure there's more, but these are just some of the little things that I like to do. So I'm going to share them with you. Okay. This first one is kind of random. But I remember seeing this in a video a very long time ago and someone was just saying, stop making things so hard for yourself. And like when you put a, you know, say you're putting together an outfit for your day and you're trying a few things on, you're throwing them on the bed, on the floor, take the extra 30 seconds to two minutes to put your clothes back on the hanger so that clutter doesn't build up and you make it easier for you down the road And that was, I don't know why, like that's such a small thing, but it was so profound to me because I tend to do that where I'm like, oh, I'll just take care of that later. But leaving it for it, leaving things like on the floor, leaving clutter for yourself later just adds to more stress. I feel like that's very avoidable and unnecessary. And so I try my best to do this. If I'm putting on an outfit, you know, just like throwing things all over, I will try my best to just take the little bit of extra time. Like you have the time. Everyone has an extra one minute. Even if I'm running a little bit late, I'm like, I can take these few seconds to do that to make it easier for myself later. Or let's say even in the kitchen, like cleaning as I go when I'm cooking has been super helpful. I know everyone, you know, has their own routines in the kitchen. But for me, whenever I'm cooking, if I'm waiting for water to boil, I will do some of the dishes in the sink instead of just sitting around waiting for water to boil. I try to kind of be proactive about that. And yeah, it just makes a little difference. And I feel like 
why not do the little things to make your life a little bit easier? Life is hard in a lot of other ways. Take take the easy route. Even though things sometimes don't feel easy in the moment, you're making it easier for yourself later. Another thing that I do that really helps boost my mood is making phone calls to long distance people in my life, whether that's friends that I have, even if it's just like shooting over a text, specifically long distance family. My mom's half of the family lives in New York, so I'm constantly calling like my grandma that lives over there. And it's just really nice to catch up with people that I don't get to see on a weekly or like regular basis who don't live near me. I think having like maintaining that human connection between people that you love is very important and it's easy for you to just go about your life but I don't know it's just like a little mood booster for me whenever I talk to my sister or talk to my grandma or something or any of my family I just feel really good after and it makes me still feel connected to them even though we're literally a world and like an ocean apart and especially at this age in regards to friendships sometimes it's hard to feel like you have the same connection with people, say you're in college now and you're away from your high school friends or you're out of college and you miss your college friends because you all live in different places. Taking a few seconds out of your day to shoot a text and be like, hey, thinking about you, miss you so much. I don't know. I think that does wonders for friendship and keeping it up because it's very easy to feel like there's distance between you and people when there is a physical distance, but keeping in touch with people like that you never know, like little texts can go a really long way in maintaining friendships and relationships with people. It just lets them know that you're on the, their mind, you're on, they're on your mind and you still care. So doing things like that, I don't know, I think it just makes you feel happier. Something I also really like to do is having something to look forward to on like a weekly basis because what's life without things to look forward to? And when you're working hard, you know that you have something to look forward to in your week, whether it's during the weekend or your next day off. It doesn't have to be anything big. I feel like it could be something as small as planning a little picnic with a friend or like, okay, I'm going to go to the park and read on my day off or something, whatever it is, something that would make you super happy that you can look forward to throughout your week. I feel like I like to have one thing a week that I'm really looking forward to because it just makes life exciting. And when I have things to look forward to, I just feel more motivated throughout my days and it gives me a lot more sense of like a purpose to have things that I'm looking forward to. And like I said, it doesn't have to be anything big or grand. It can be something super small. Like, okay, during the weekend, I'm going to go sit down at my favorite coffee shop and bring a book or whatever it is. Making these little plans for yourself just makes life a little more exciting, more enjoyable when you are going through it at work and you're waking up early every single day and grinding away to get your coin then you have something to look forward to and you know you're working hard for a reason. This one could be taken as superficial, but putting effort into myself and how I look, like I said, that might sound super, very superficial, but it just makes me feel good. Like I notice the days that, and it doesn't even have to be doing the absolute most, the days that I put more effort into my appearance really directly affects my mood. And so why not do like the little extra mile of, okay, I'm gonna you know, gel up my eyebrows and curl my eyelashes, put on some mascara and lip gloss, I feel good. Sometimes it's a little bit more than that. Maybe I'm doing my whole makeup routine. One, because I think doing makeup is fun and I'll put on a YouTube video or watch a show while, or like listen to a podcast while I'm getting ready. So it's just really fun to do. I like the process of getting ready. So I don't know, it's like a little activity, but I just feel good when I look good, look good, feel good. I know that's like a cliche saying, but the thing about cliches, I've said this before, Things are cliche for a reason because if something is not profound, (laughs) if something is a cliche, that means that enough people agree with it that it's just said over and over because clearly it's working. 
And even though it might sound superficial, if something as small as putting on a cute outfit or an outfit you feel comfortable and good in, and maybe like for you, it's doing your hair or doing your makeup or putting on jewelry or perfume, whatever it is that makes you feel like put together, if doing that small little act directly impacts your mood and your confidence, why not do it? I think it's okay to care about things like that. And I've realized that I do. Some days I care more than others. Today is not one of those days. <laughs> Mostly because like, I don't know, I'm not really doing anything today. But even when I'm doing nothing sometimes and I want to boost my mood, like if I am having an at-home work day or I have nothing planned, I'm not really going to leave my apartment or anything crazy I will still get ready just to feel good. And that's what it's all about. Not for anyone else, but just for yourself. And even though I just said sometimes I don't leave my apartment, something that does make me feel good is leaving my house daily or trying to, <laughs> which I know I just said sometimes I don't because sometimes I don't. But the days that I don't, I feel a difference. And the days that I do, I feel a difference in a positive way. And I've noticed that if I am trapping myself in my apartment or your house or like your room, whatever it is, I don't know, sometimes it's just good to get out not even having to like do anything. Maybe you have to go run an errand and that's your going out for the day or going on a little walk or like going to a park. And like sometimes instead, if I feel so, I don't want to say trapped because <laughs> that has a ne negative connotation, but if I have no plans for a day and let's say I have like 30 minutes of free time to read, sometimes instead of doing it on my couch, I will go somewhere to read. And I don't always have the time to do that, but it's nice. If you do have the time, getting out of your house daily. This might seem obvious for some people because I know a lot of people have jobs that you actually have to show up in person and do, but there's a lot of people, especially these days, that work remotely or work from home. And so having a little thing that, I don't know, you go do that's outside the house, gets you outside, gets some fresh air, just always feels very good. This next one is for my shopaholics out there or the people who are very easily persuaded into buying things. Like you see a TikTok and someone's like, you need this product. And suddenly you have an email that's like, your purchase is confirmed. Uh, this one's for you. <laughs> and I'm kind of adding myself here. But intentional shopping. I have been trying to be a lot more intentional about things that I buy for a lot of different reasons. One, because I, like I said before, I like simplicity. And sometimes when you're just constantly buying things, you get a rush you get a, like a hit of dopamine when you buy something and you receive it. A lot of the times it's not something you actually need or will be functional. I mean, listen, I'm all about buying things that you want. You don't have to need something to get it. But when it gets out of hand, this is why I said shopaholics in general, because we go through phases where we're just maybe buying more or feeling more persuaded into feeling like you need more things. Most of the time we don't. And so I've been trying to be a lot more intentional about the things that I purchase in regards to, okay, do I really need to try this new lip product that this girl on my For You page said I need? Not always. Sometimes, you know, yeah, I'll spoil myself. But I feel like for me, I've let it get out of hand sometimes where I'm just being so persuaded into buying so many different things and then I don't even end up using it or like falling into trends that I don't even like, but the internet convinced me that I needed something. And I feel like that can make your brain feel cluttered. Sometimes that can make your space feel cluttered. So that's one reason why I've been trying to be a lot more intentional is because I like a clean like space, an organized space. And I don't know, sometimes excess in things, you would think it has the opposite effect, but a lot of the times excess just leads to more stress. And it's kind of ironic that I say that because the industry that I'm in is all about 
you know, like having the newest this trend or having all these like free products sent to you. And I'm so grateful for that, but I'm always trying to give it to people around me who could use it, which makes me super happy. And I don't know, I don't keep a whole lot of the PR I get, even though I'm very grateful for it. There's only, you know, like for makeup PR, I only have one face. There's only so many things I can use. So giving it to people who would get a lot of use out of it and who'd really appreciate it uh, makes me really happy. But yeah, I've just been trying to be a lot more intentional. Another reason I've been trying to be more intentional with the things that I'm buying is because, I don't know, I've just grown to be more conscious of like the money that I'm spending and really thinking to myself, okay, am I going to love this? Am I going to use this? If not, I don't know, really know why I'm buying it. Am I buying it to please someone else? Am I buying it to appease, is that the right word? To a trend and like follow these trends. What's the reason for buying this? My biggest tip, if you are an impulsive shopper, an impulsive buyer, If you need it now, you'll need it in a week. So put something in your cart, sure, and then leave it alone. Don't check out yet. Revisit it in a week. If you completely forget about it and you forget to revisit it, you clearly weren't thinking about it that much or like you really don't need it as much as you thought you did in that moment of like frenzy. But yeah, doing that has helped me so much because I'll either forget about it entirely and it'll never cross my mind again. So clearly, you know, I wasn't going to use it or it didn't mean that much to me. Or I'll reevaluate and be like, okay, a week later, I'm still thinking about it. I still really want it. I think this will be something I really enjoy. Okay, then maybe I'll buy it. So that's been very helpful. That's a very helpful tip that I've learned that has made a very big difference. It saved me so much money just by waiting a little bit. The next thing I wanted to talk about is being proactive to things instead of reactive. And I think being proactive is the best thing you can ever be. Taking care of a problem before even taking care of something before it could even become a problem instead of just reacting to the things that happen to you and reacting to problems. And I don't know, I think it comes down to doing hard things now so it can be easy for you later. For example, let's say with working out. It's not always the easiest to find the time to or the energy or the motivation or lack thereof. It's hard sometimes to get yourself up and get yourself to actually do it. But doing that for you now, doing the hard thing, which is working out now, later, you're probably affecting impacting your life in such a positive way like if you can do this for yourself now who knows what you're doing for future you building a stronger body for yourself longevity we obviously all know that eating well and moving your body having movement in your days can make you live a happier healthier life and so being proactive with things like that and taking almost these preventative measures so that you don't have to deal with things later on as you age because you have this whole system set up for yourself of doing the hard things now so that it's easier for you later eating the things that make your body feel good and I've said this word before nutritionized I know that's not the word getting good nutrition what's like the verb or the adjective I don't know but yeah that's kind of been my motto with my life in a lot of different areas let's be proactive instead of reactive and I think that applies to so many different things in your life, your work life, your health, your relationships, like whatever it is, doing hard things now so it's easier for you later. This next one might also seem obvious because I know people tend to harp on it, but reducing your screen time. I kind of unintentionally did this just by reading more because I'm spending the time that I would have on my phone, scrolling on my phone on social media reading, but I have felt so good 
And it's crazy because I remember on Sundays, you get like this weekly screen time report. At least I do. I guess I have the notifications set up for it where it's like your screen time this week, you averaged however many hours. That used to be six to seven hours for me weekly. And it was like that for so long. And now it has been cut in half. Like my screen time varies from two to three and a half hours, which is crazy for me because that just happened from reading more. So by implementing this habit of reading, it's kind of helped eliminate a, I don't want to say a bad habit, but too much of something, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. I think, you know, social media, screen time can be great, but I was living so much in my head. A lot of comparison was going on. And so now that I'm on my phone less, I feel like I care about things that used to quote unquote matter to me a lot less and just live more presently in the moment realize the things that matter. I'm comparing myself less because I'm not seeing just a surplus of all these different things on social media. And so that has been very helpful. And also reading in general, I feel like has just made me feel good. And I like reading. Even if you don't like reading, I think you just have to find a good book. Like that is the solution here. I think it takes finding the right book to be like, oh, okay, I just didn't like what I was reading before. Try a different genre, try a different style of book. And I think at some point you're bound to find something that you like. I also feel like reading has made me more interesting because it gives me something to talk about with people. Talking about books is such a conversation starter and I can just go on and on. And this has happened with so many of my friends. We'll talk about books, talk about authors, books we've read, books like characters that we've loved. And I don't know, It's I mean, it's kind of a similar thing to when you find someone who also is obsessed with a certain TV show, let's say Gossip Girl, and then you can just talk forever about it. I feel like, you know, it adds an element to yourself that's like interesting, gives you something to talk about. So that's definitely one thing. Reading, reduce screen time. I've just have felt overall better from that. And this last one is pretty random, but I'll just end on this note. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm feeling a lot of emotion and I'm alone and I don't really have a proper way to express it, let's say I'm feeling angry or stressed, whatever it is, like a negative emotion, and I don't know how to get it out of me, if I'm in a car or if I'm alone, I will just scream, like in a rageful moment. (laughs) That that sounds dramatic. Uh, Just really get it out of your system. Screaming is underrated. Uh, Do it in a place that you're not going to disturb too many people or anyone. That's why I like to do it in the car. And it's surprisingly the most relieving thing I've ever done. With pent-up emotions, screaming is a great, not always a fix, but it'll help you release those emotions that you want to get rid of so badly or at least diminish it. So yeah, try it out the next time you're stressed or moody. I don't know, kind of random, but I, I thought I'd include that to end off this episode. I need to hop on this flight and check in because I think I'm boarding in like 30 minutes and I'm like 20. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed. I will talk to you all next week. And that was everything on my mind.